Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. All right, starting lineup, hour number two, 656-9900. That's where you can text us this morning. Look, if you want to sit there and make sure your punctuations are in order and get your point across about Tennessee not making the AP Top 25 yesterday, oh, spoiler alert, we talk about it now. You can text us or you can hang out with us now. The morning buzz is happening on the starting line. All right, well, Wes, let's get right into it. Tennessee did not make the AP Top 25. They were the first team receiving votes at 180. That's Again, if you're looking at the breakdown of the 25 teams, You have Tennessee, who would be the 26th ranked team in the AP Top 25. That top five looks something like this. Alabama receiving 54 first place votes. Ohio State receiving six. Georgia receiving three. Clemson, Notre Dame, they ran out your top five. Your thoughts, those are identical, the top five, to the coaches poll. Yeah, look, and they're 54 vote points away from number 25 BYU. Right. Tennessee is right now. If you look at it, that's with 64 people total voting. Or 63 total people voting. Right. So that's that's a good a good ways that Tennessee is out. I was shocked to see that Tennessee was out on this one as well. Considering the number of media members who think as highly of Tennessee as there are right now, the fact that there are still so many that think they're going to go seven and five this year, and so Pitt is ranked ahead of them, Kentucky is ranked ahead of them, or is this a to be the man you got to beat the man? Although Tennessee did beat Kentucky last year, but is it that kind of situation of we're going to set it close to where you were last year based on what you have coming back and then we'll see where you are from there or do you think that they actually think these are the best teams because there's a lot of things that I think are stupid I think Notre Dame at 5 is stupid I think that A&M at 6 is stupid I think the Oregon at 11 is stupid I think that uh, Pittsburgh Pitt at 17 is stupid I think the Kentucky at 20 I disagree not stupid but I disagree I think there's a lot of people out there who want Tennessee to kind of prove it early on and have no problem whatsoever of bumping Tennessee into the top 25 once they do it. That was great. Tennessee kind of vented on a little bit of a whopper of a note against Purdue. But go out there, prove it again, show Hinton Hooker, or have Hinton Hooker show us that he is as good as advertised. And we have no problem putting you guys in position to have a lot of success this year. That's yeah. the way I kind of look at it. Alvin Kamara, the, he likely going to be able, available to start the 2022 season. And his potential suspension could be delayed. This coming from the uh, Pro Bowl weekend uh, fight that Camara was allegedly involved in. Yep. Um, he has been ch- uh, charged with battery, assault with a with a battery, with a battery resulting in substantial bodily harm. That's a felony count that he's being charged with right now. It looks like the NFL is going to play this out and and give him the presumption of innocence leading into it. Uh-huh. At times, a lot of people look Deshaun Watson. A lot of other people have said people have said put them on the commissioner's exempt list when it's a violent crime they've been accused of and. Then then give the suspension after that. Do you have a problem with the NFL allowing Kamara to play this out as opposed to being on the exempt list? See, this is a little different for me because right now the state of Nevada or Las Vegas court system, they right now are having their own delays, which is not allowing them to get the full story out and get a ruling out. Yeah, This is Roger Goodell wanting to wait until they actually get the ruling or more evidence into the situation that happened during the Pro Bowl weekend. I'm here for it. Now, it also kind of blurs the line what we're already dealing with right now with Deshaun Watson about how they kind of handled punishments in the NFL. So I don't know what they're doing anymore. Well, I've, let, I've been I've been kind of backwards on the NFL punishments in the last 10, 12 years anyway. You and everybody else. Let's be honest. 
because it's not violence towards women. He's not on the, going to be on the commissioner's exempt list. Right. One, two. This means they think there's no chance for him doing something else because if Kamara were to have done something else between now and whenever this hearing happens and the NFL is allowed to be out there on the field while this is hanging over his head, that would not go well. So this is probably a we've spoken to Kamara. We think he's not going to do anything stupid again. And if he did anything stupid the first time, and also there is a difference. Let's be honest. There is a difference between violence towards men and violence towards women when, when, it, when it comes to an accusation. Without question. Well, Ben Simmons and his former team, the Sixers, have reached a settlement on the grievance that Simmons filed to recoup a portion of the nearly $20 million that was withheld from him as a result of failure to play games last season. This is a source telling Adrian Wojnarowski. Now, remember, this was Simmons who was filing a grievance with the NBA PA after the April discussions where they did not reach a settlement when it came to arbitration process and agreement fire, uh, they didn't come to an agreement prior to that settlement. Uh, question to you, Will. If you're Philadelphia right now, do you say good riddance? And if you're Brooklyn, how do you handle the situation moving forward with Ben Simmons? And do you believe that there is a deeper issue happening right now with and, Ben Simmons? I think, I think that he's got some mental health issues. And I, that I hope that he gets treatment. It's not just somebody trying to push him to play or pushing him to get as much money as possible or keep him off the floor to try to get him more money. I hope that he's getting legitimate help. Because it seems like, I don't think this is just a Ben Simmons is a malcontent. Like, somebody's like, I don't believe Kyrie wants to play. Right. right? Uh, there's some dudes I don't think believe James Harden wants to play. I think Ben Simmons has mental health issues that are really, really causing him problems. Just a sidebar. Did you see the story over the weekend about Kyrie Irving's alleged contract? Yeah. The Rick Bucher thing and then his response to it. Is that what you're talking about? In regards to he only wanted to play. They, they A contract from the Brooklyn Nets. They couldn't get an extension worked out because Kyrie wanted there to be a clause in his contract that says he wouldn't play more than 42 and a half games a year. Yeah. And now Kyrie says it wasn't true. But Rick Buecher's the one that did that he did report that. All right, finally, Major League Baseball. Braves topped the Mets 13-1 last night. Eight run six inning for the Bravos. Blew that one open. It was the uh Nationals over the Cubs, five to four. Rays topped the Yankees four to nothing. Dodgers beat the Brewers four nothing. Mariners topped the Angels six to two. And Will West, property management, future investments, building the revenue. Why don't you trust a team when it comes to all the above? That's our friends at Heritage Realty. HeritageRealtyKnox.com, bringing together buyers and sellers at East Tennessee. Amazing when it comes to property management. That is Heritage Realty. Eric Kane, how about a practice report? How about five burning questions? All that and more in the next 25 minutes happening right here on your flagship station for Tennessee sports. 99.1, these sports animals. Tennessee football added another commit for the class of 2023, another cornerback and four-star Jordan Matthews. The Baton Rouge, Louisiana native is considered a top 130 prospect in the country. Shocked Texas by choosing Tennessee. The Vols now have 21 commits in the class, sit number eight in the country per rivals. The AP College football poll was released yesterday, and the Volunteers just missed the cut, receiving the most votes of teams not in the poll. Alabama topped the poll while Georgia came in third, Texas A&M in sixth. Tennessee's Week 2 opponent, Pittsburgh, was tabbed at number 17. LSU quarterback Miles Brennan has decided to walk away from football. Brennan has suffered injuries much of the past two seasons. And on the diamond, the Braves hammered the Mets 13-1. The Nationals got by the Cubs 5-4. It is 7-11, UT football camp practice reports. It's coming up next here on TSL. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. At 7-18, that music can only mean one thing. Pulls by Heritage Fall Practice Report. Eric Kane, good morning to you as we slowly close in on that September 1 date. Tennessee taking on Ball State. Yeah, good morning, guys. You have uh, 
Oops, had the wrong uh, script there. Let me try that again. Tennessee had an off day yesterday, but returns to the practice field here this morning to begin the last leg of fall camp. Among those questions left that have yet to be answered, the left tackle battle between J.J. Crawford and Gerald Mincy, of course, that continues to Sir John. Here is uh, Josh Heupel Sunday afternoon after this second scrimmage. Both of them have made a bunch of uh, progress from spring ball and, and really since the beginning of tra training camp in, in understanding what we're doing offensively. Uh, in the run game, playing with better pad level, being able to create some, some movement up front. Um, both of them take major strides in, in the pass pro side of it too. So, um, you know, I feel like those guys are continuing to progress as they should. It's also going to serve as a big week to see who is back in pads as defensive tackle Elijah Simmons, cornerback Kamal Haddon, running back Jalen Wright have all been limited for much of camp. So important to see who gets back when and then what type of contact they can take before uh, the first game of the season. Uh, be sure to check out all the audio, all the video of Josh Heupel, his assistants, players up on our website, practice footage. This is going to be the last week we get to see any type of practice before they shut that sucker down. So all that and more, it's at 991thesportsanimal.com. And as always, this UT football practice report, it's brought to you by Pools by Heritage. Beat the spring rush, get your pool started now. From design to construction to maintenance, one call can do it all. Call Pools by Heritage at 947-7527. Uh, outside of left tackle, can we just take that out of the equation? Because we know that Mincy against Crawford, that's still a big deal right now. What else needs to be settled if we're not talking left tackle? Yeah, so in terms of, you know, just the the little things, the checks and balances, building depth and all that type of stuff, uh, you know, Brew McCoy is still not eligible. I think we can all, we all have a, a fair assumption that if Brew McCoy is eligible, he will likely be that third wide receiver, you know, you know first Do out Do we need to field. start the free brew? I remember last time I said free brew on the air, everybody thought we were handing out free beer here on the station. So we got to be careful with that, right? They're yeah. going to think we're news talk over here on a Friday morning. But uh, no, nah, um, got to figure out the wide receiver spot on on the outside over there. You need to figure out the cornerback position. The good thing about Tennessee is and where it's separated, and where Tennessee separates itself con compared to last season is you do have options. Last year, you didn't have any options, but maybe the first three out there. Cornerback, you had three corners that played all season long. Tennessee has some options. So figure out cornerback, figure out wide receiver, figure out the RB2 right now until Jalen Wright gets back. And of course, left tackle. Those are kind of the big things left to be resolved as camp goes on. Yeah, all right. So Tennessee picked up two quarterback commits the past two days. What's there to know about Ricky Gibson and Jordan Matthews? All right, so Ricky Gibson, three-star cornerback from uh, Trustville, Alabama. Uh, Georgia made a strong push late. Tennessee's able to hold off on Georgia and secure Ricky Gibson, a guy that Willie Martinez really, really likes. I think he's got a really high upside, very physical corner. And then yesterday, Jordan Matthews, a four-star, highly rated four-star prospect across the board, um, top 130 player in the country per rivals. Uh, shocks. Texas and chooses Tennessee. Everybody was saying it was Texas. Literally all the national people, all local media, not necessarily in this market, but kind of everywhere else was saying it's going to be Texas, Texas. Jordan Matthews picks Tennessee. And uh, again, Tennessee went from having one cornerback in the class of 2023, 24 hours ago to now three, you know, because of the additions of Ricky Gibson, and Jordan Matthews that propels Tennessee all the way up per rivals to number eight in the country. 21 total commits so far, and we're midway through August. They've been doing a really nice job with right. this class. So if I'm making the count correctly, they're at 21, right? So if that's the case, what else needs to be done on the recruiting trail if we're doing the whole checks and balances thing you just referenced? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a very balanced class right now. Anywhere you want to look, you got three wide receivers. They can, they can afford to get another wide receiver there. they got two running backs. They've got or one running back with, a, with kind of a hybrid guy. They've got... 
six defensive backs, three safeties, three corners. They need to prioritize defensive tackle moving forward and off the tackle. Tennessee only has two offensive linemen right now. You got a guard and you got a tackle. Tennessee has got to stack up on the offensive tackle they missed. That's one thing that they missed on this summer was offensive tackle for the most part. So uh, line of scrimmage lead, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, maybe throwing another wide receiver, maybe throwing another running back. And, of course, you always go with best available. Just because you've got – you know, three corners right now. If a if a really you know high rated four star guy you know pops up on Tennessee's radar, that's a cornerback. You know, Tennessee will take him if he wants to come here. So that's kind of the recruiting cycle moving forward for Tennessee throughout the rest of the fall. So uh, let me ask you though, offensive line. They we've seen in the past when Tennessee didn't go deep in offensive linemen that it didn't work out well for them. Jimbo Fisher, we've seen it blow up in his face that he didn't did he recruit a, an offensive lineman or two per year. Then by the time he was at the end of it at Florida State, they just didn't have the numbers mm-hmm. to compete. Right. Tennessee has two, both of them three stars on the board right now. Am I wrong to think that has to be an enormous priority for them? Or, or or are they front-loaded with what with offensive linemen that it's fine? Well, I mean, they, they got a good number right now. I mean, Tennessee, Heupel took four last year. Pruitt brought in, I want to say, four or five the year before. I mean, numbers-wise, they're okay. And it's not like they haven't made it a priority. They've just missed on a lot of tackles, to be completely honest. Yeah. They were in on it with a lot of guys. You know, Big Francis, the five-star. Lucas Simmons, highly rated four-star guy. Stanton Rommel, who just co- committed to to Michigan State. Uh, Tennessee will keep swinging. Tennessee will bring in more offensive linemen. They will not finish with just two. Uh, they'd lo- probably like to get to four. But absolutely, it's 100% a priority. Aiden Bustle's more of an interior guy. And then Sham Uvarov is the, the offensive tackle so far committed well, in this class. Well, let me let me ask you this. With, with the way that it's set up now, like we saw Billy Napier last year just say, not taking a bunch of dudes that can't play here, right, just to fill out my, my numbers. Given what the transfer portal is, if you're Tennessee and you miss out on some tackles or not just not just the offensive line position, any other position, is it in your best interest to maybe say, you know what, maybe we only signed 22 this year and we've got roster spots left open for uh, transfer portal guys? 100%. I mean, I expect Tennessee to go get a running back from the portal uh, You know, for, for this signing class. I think Tennessee, potentially, they tried to go get an offensive tackle this offseason. Uh, they, they, they did bring in Joe Mincy. They still tried to go get Tyler Steen of, or Tyler Steen of Vanderbilt. Um, 100%. Now, is it is it a long-term fix? No, but can it be a short-term Band-Aid? Absolutely. Look at Javante Payton last year. Incredible work for Tennessee. Um, you want to build your roster on traditional recruiting, which you will, but because of the transfer portal, it's a supplemental like income, if you will. You can go and, and, and fix shortcomings. So right now, you know, for December, I expect Tennessee to go and be active, trying to find a tackle, trying to find a running back, maybe a wide receiver. Um, but that's just the beautiful thing about the transfer portal now that nowadays. Gator, we appreciate it. Can Will make it too straight? We go to the ring and we take our corners. Touch gloves, five burning questions. It's next. The starting lineup continues on 99.1, the sports animal. Well, West, special shout out to our guy, Reggie. Reggie, who listens to the program daily, reached out over the weekend and said, Tyler, why do I love the song Love Bomb Baby so much? And I said, you got to shout to our dude, Will West, with the Peacemaker soundtrack. Yeah, good show also. Not for the children, but a good show. Yes, it's a superhero series. Definitely not for the kids. So I'm sitting here the other night. I'm chatting it up, and I'm thinking to myself, I've got to find a new show I have to watch. Dude, do you know how much I pay for cable? This isn't an endorsement, so just give me 10 seconds. I have one of the largest cable packages with my provider, and I never watch anything. I'm always on Peacock rewatching The Office, uh, Parks and Rec. And I just say to myself, dang it, I need to find a new show to watch. And guess what I did the other night? I happened to come across your text message from like, I don't know, like four months ago. I was scrolling through our text messages, and I went, dang it, I'm starting Peacemaker this week. Oh, did you give it a shot? I'm doing it tonight. Okay. 
because I should have done show. it. I should have done it last show. night when uh, a certain baseball team was getting ransacked by another <laughs> baseball team. But I said, you know what? No, I'm going to sit down here. I'm going to have myself an ice cold beverage and I'm going to hang out on this porch. So you don't want to do it tonight? I'm going to fire up Peacemaker. And if I see John Cena running around in his underwear, like in the Suicide Squad, I'm going to be like, well, what are you doing to me? Yeah, no, no. It's even worse. He runs around in his underwear yeah, in this show, too. Absolutely, yeah. Wait, Kater, why are you nodding your head like you've seen this show? I haven't. You I haven't? Was, I was just giving a nod of approval to a man running around in his underwear. Is there anything wrong with a man running around in his underwear? No, I mean, good reason, I'm sure. Sounds like one of us might be doing the same thing if we pick up a W today during five burning questions. Let's go! All right, gentlemen, thumbs up or thumbs down to the new Notre Dame broadcast booth of Jack Collinsworth and Jason Garrett's. You know what? I'm going to thumbs up to this. Here's the reason why. I think Jason Garrett can actually give you some insight similar to what Tony Romo did. Now, granted, Garrett didn't play the position, but I you listen to them talk and you listen to them break down film. They're very, very similar. So if you're a fan of what they're doing over at CBS with Nance and Romo, I'm not saying Collinsworth is Nance, but I think you could see a lot of similarities with what Romo and Garrett do. Hey, look, I I was I listened to an interview that he did on DP show like after yesterday. I guess it was two weeks ago. The interview was because I googled okay J- Jason Garrett interviews. Let's see how this guy sounds. He's terrible, and so I'm going to say thumbs down. I hope I'm wrong. You wish everybody good luck. I want everybody in the world to be successful. I just man, he was boring. Will Alabama and Ohio State go wire to wire as the top two teams in college football this year? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they will. I I don't know that that either of these two teams will play in a game that's not two touchdowns. I mean, I really don't. I don't know if they'll play in a single score game between now and the end of the season. Doesn't mean that they won't be challenged for stretches of games. I don't see Michigan blowing Ohio State off the ball and Aiden Hutchinson ain't walking through that door for them to be able to beat Ohio State this year. Yeah, I, this this is going this is going wire to wire. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times this year. Get ready for the most boring season of college football you'll ever watch. Why? Because the outcome will be Alabama defeating Ohio State in the national championship. They will be 1-2 all year. It will be a wire-to-wire title for Alabama. Today is director James Cameron's 68th birthday. What's the best movie of Cameron's career? Is it Avatar? It might be Avatar. I would say if it's not Avatar, I would probably say Titanic as well because those those two things just go hand-in-hand. Look at what he's been able to do at the box office with both of those films. I would say the one that kept my attention because I just didn't know what the outcome was, you know, like a ship hitting an iceberg and sinking. It was Avatar, so I'll lean that way. And look, for me, it is close, but it is Aliens over Terminator 2. It's very, very close, though. Uh, I didn't love Avatar. I really didn't like uh, Titanic. Like, really, really, really didn't like Titanic. I've never finished Titanic, to be very honest with you, although we all know what happens at the end. Uh, But I... Give me Aliens slightly over Terminator 2. Both of those are amazing movies. So basically you got Rose being selfish, not scooting over to save the life of uh, whatever his name was. Uh, I, mean, the, it's just, I don't know. Leo DiCaprio. Yeah, j- just ridiculous. It was mean, Jack. Jack. His name was Jack. She, she could have literally scooted over just and they, scooch they a little both bit. could have lived, yet she was selfish. Oh. Mm. Can I get honorable uh, well, mention okay, for the movie True Lies just for the Jamie yeah, Lee that, Curtis that scenes? Is, no, that, was, that was a great movie. It's a great movie. Really, really well done movie. That would have been third on my list. Uh, I could ask you, which, which are you here for more? Pam from The Office Slander or Rose on Titanic Slander? Which one am I here the, for? Because the energy is the same between the two of those. I'm here for the slander for Rose 100%. Okay. I mean, I mean if, again, she just scoot over that your love of your life lives. You ever listen yeah. to Ryan Rosillo's podcast when he goes off on his uh, his Pam from The Office tangent no, about how t- what a terrible person she is? I, there, I have seen a lot of talk about that, and I can see it, but I'm not going to believe it. I mean, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now, 
Rose was the real villain of Titanic, if you think about it. I, I agree. I agree. Hang on, no, no, hang on a second. She doesn't scoot over the entire time, right? Yeah. Okay. She then all of a sudden will it waste people's time by hiding the jewel the whole time and then just throws it in the ocean. I mean, she just, look. That is stupid. I'm just saying. I know some people are money grubbers. I understand people just care about these things. There was just so much about that film where Rose was really the true villain about it. I'm just just say that. scoot over and the love of your life can live. Who is the most underrated player in the SEC for the upcoming football season? I Look, it, it's Josh Van. That's not sexy. But Josh Van caught 47 passes at South Carolina with a guy my age throwing the football with a belly. You know what I mean? Like just like any old dude that they just picked out of the stands slinging passes to him. He caught 47 balls. He lit up Georgia last year. He lit up. Uh, there was one other game that he just had a massive game. You give him a real quarterback. Josh Van can be a difference maker. I would have said Stetson Bennett otherwise. Uh, to me, this year is going to end up being somebody nobody's talking about on that Georgia defense because they're going to have to emerge. To me, Nolan Smith's going to end up being that guy who's going to emerge as the next big thing for Georgia's defense. All you're going to hear about is where's the defense going to come from? How are they going to restock? How are they going to reload the gun? I mean, the guy had just somewhere upwards of 50 some odd tackles last year. Didn't have enough food to go around for the entire defense. Nolan Smith, if you didn't hear about him last year, you're going to hear nothing but him this year defensively for Georgia. That being said, who is the most overrated player in the SEC this upcoming season? I'll say it if you don't. You, you, want speak, you want me to speak for both of us? Uh, you, uh, I'll let you have the offensive one. I'll take the defensive one. All right, fine. Will Levis at Kentucky. Ooh, I thought you were going to go with another quarterback in the SEC East. If you're going to say Spencer Rattler, I'm not. I just want to see him first. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Will Levis at Kentucky. I trust I trust uh, Shane Spencer. Shane Spencer. I trust Shane Beamer more that Spencer Rattler is going to get back on track in a smaller venue like South Carolina compared to Oklahoma than Will Levis and these unrealistic expectations. I am not saying this because he transferred from Tennessee. I'm saying this because he doesn't want to hit anybody. It's Henry Tuotuo. Henry, you tell me. First team SEC, all he SEC first linebacker. Team all SEC. It's Henry Tuotuo. Who's second team? Bumper pool. Which one would you rather have? Uh, from a technical standpoint, Henry T blows bumper pool out of the water, but bumper pool go hit somebody. Yeah, I was going to say. Who's well, no, that's because Cater and bumper pool are look, best friends. <laughs> garden tackle split the defensive tackle in the end, right? Like they, if they, yeah. they blow, they blow up the line blows up a hole to sudden that you could drive my truck through. <laughs> Who do you want stepping into that hole? Bumper pool without a doubt. Do you want bumper pool? So I think the most overrated player is Henry Tuotuo. And you know what? He may be smart. I'd and maybe, maybe I'm old man on man yells at cloud. Yeah. But when I see middle linebacker that don't want to stick his shoulder in there and make a play, I get bothered by that. When I see a middle linebacker that sidesteps and tries to strip the ball, it bothers me. And maybe maybe that's smart because you don't end up with a bunch of concussions and such. No, Bumper Pool doesn't do that. Yeah, no. Bumper Pool's, First team, all Bumper Pool's going to knock three people out this year. Two to, two opponents and himself at some point in time before it's all said also, and done. I mean, Henry T's a fine player, but keep in mind, everybody knows Henry T's name. Yep. A lot of that is voting. A lot of yeah, people yeah. know. It is. So, it yeah. is. Uh, love the Bumper Pool. Little, little side sesh there, but Tyler went with Rose being the villain of Titanic. I, I couldn't agree more. Spoiled. When you come for money, yeah, I never you saw it better. I gotta be honest. <laughs> you come for money. <laughs> I'm saying, I mean, look, she, what does she do? She just completely forgets about Jack. But then we go through her photo album and she's just riding horses, playing polo. Let's not forget, spoiler, she cheats on her fiance. Yeah, so I mean, that, exactly. there is also that guy was that. a big stand up. And nice also, let, let's be honest. The fiance was a scumbag to begin with. So she she decided to be engaged to this scumbag. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I just say though, if there's I mean, any if there's any role out there, I'm not gonna lie. Go ahead. I'm gonna be honest, if there's any role out there of the scumbag, my goodness, that should be an Academy Award performance by Billy Zane. 
He grabs that little girl and says, please help me and my daughter. And <laughs> <laughs> a boy, Billy, get off that boat. Get off that boat, he Billy. Uh, he had to do. As far as the most underrated player in the SEC, the fact that Will Rogers isn't first, second, or third I, team of the preseason, yes. that's drunk, right? I, dude, you say underrated? 5,000 yards, 74% yeah. completion Hang on, percentage. you said underrated, right? Well, yeah, underrated. I think I threw for 5,000 last yeah. year. He's going to do yeah. it again this year. Yep. And uh, oh, wait, wait, hey, breaking news. <laughs> I think Will Rogers plays full four quarters of football yeah, this year. Look, but, he, but he still completed 74% of his passes last year, and he was the leading passer in the SEC by a country mile. Yeah, I don't care. You can you can say system quarterback, system. I, you complete 75% of passes in the in Southeastern Conference. I mean. Well, and, and I hate to say it, but with Mississippi State's talent, you know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's Bryce Young, and he's and I love Bryce Young, but, he, but it's. What he had, he's not working with as much is what I'm saying. Oh, 100. percent And, and so would you rather that, have that's it the, the next level? Will Rogers or Will Levis? Uh, at the next level, yeah. Uh, we, will Will mm. Rogers or Levis? Yeah, Levis. Yeah, Levis at the next level. I don't think either one of them are going to do anything. Does that make sense? But I do think I that. that there's Will Rogers screams really good, efficient stat yeah. type college quarterback that he'll, doesn't translate. He'll be an offensive coordinator at like Southern Miss in four years or something like that, or five years. Or quarterbacks coach at Southern Miss in four years. Okay. After going, he'll go get a cup of coffee in the NFL, make a little bit of cash, get into coaching, be a GA for leechers for somebody else that runs the air raid. Uh, USC maybe goes Lincoln Riley. And then he'll, he'll end up going to Southern Miss and being the quarterback coach and eventually become Texas Tech head now, coach. Now, I hope he wins the Heisman, but that that's probably his yeah. that's, that's probably his career right So there. I ask you again, a start bench cut that was listed just two weeks ago. Who would get your vote right now for most likely dark horse SEC Heisman Trophy candidate? Oh, that was a joke. We go ahead. Spencer Rattler, yeah. Hendon Hooker, Will Rogers. Start you, bench cut. You start Hendon, you bench Spencer Rattler, you cut Will Rogers. Yeah, because again, well, like Mississippi State's not going to win. They're going to win what seven games, eight games. Yeah, and, and they're also they're projected Carolina to finish all, uh, second to last. And in also, the West. he could throw for fifty six hundred yards yeah. literally this year, and he will not get the benefit of the doubt. No, yeah. right? No. Yeah. Plus, hmm. Spencer Rattler too. It's a name. Yep. But they, everybody knows his name, and that's part of it. And again, we've gone through that lowest lead list of Heisman voters. It ain't pretty. Like Hendon. Okay, if I take Rogers off the list and I put yeah. Levis in there. Start uh, Hendon bench. I think Rattler you, didn't, didn't cut. Levis. Still Levis. Yeah. He still cut Levis. He, he just won at the stats. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kentucky's not gonna. They did against Tennessee, but he's he's not gonna throw for 35, 40 nope. touchdowns a season. You know, not that Rattler will either. But and also, they won't win enough games, and Kentucky's not a big enough brand because again, the Heisman voters don't know, don't watch college football. Respect seven forty two. Kaner, how about an update coming up? Tennessee not ranked in the AP top twenty five. What's up with that? Not only that, but the breakdown of coaches looking at quarterbacks across all Power 5 conferences. What are other coaches saying examining Hendon Hooker? We'll tell you all before 9 a.m. on the starting lineup. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Tennessee football added another commit for the class of 2023, another quarterback and four-star Jordan Matthews. The Baton Rouge, Louisiana native is considered a top 130 prospect in the country. Shocked Texas by choosing Tennessee. The Vols now have 21 commits in the class and said eighth in the country per rivals. The AP College football poll was released yesterday, and the Volunteers just missed the cut, receiving the most votes of teams not in the poll. Alabama topped the poll with Georgia came in third, Texas A&M in sixth. Tennessee's Week 2 opponent, Pittsburgh, was tabbed at number 17. Dodgers star pitcher Walker Buehler will not return this season. He requires season-ending elbow surgery, and the Braves hammered the Mets 13-1 in game one of a four-game set. It is 7:43. What are college football coaches saying about Hendon Hooker? That and more when TSL returns. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane.
You know how to let it drop. Sorry. The, the on-air light didn't pop on in here, boys. How I'm do like, I know when it's time to go? I'm like, go. Go. This thing wasn't even lighting up. <laughs> say I if you can answer the following question. Again, repeat and say the word I if you can answer the following question. You're surprised Tennessee's not in the AP Top 25. I. Yeah, I. I. Not shocked. I. I, I am said surprised, surprised Yeah, surprised. surprised. It doesn't matter what level of your surprise. It's just yeah. you can be surprised yeah. at any uh, level. I mean, granted, they were the last team receiving votes, so they would have been the 26th ranked team, gentlemen. But Tennessee fails to make the coaches poll and fails to make the AP top 25 as we welcome you back on the starting lineup. And same scenario as the coaches poll, right? Right. Uh, With the AP poll that came out yesterday. Pittsburgh's at 17. Kentucky's at 20. I think in the coaches poll, they were 16 and 21. But at the end of the day, it seems like voters... You guys tell me if you agree or disagree with my thesis. Voters just believe that Pittsburgh and Kentucky are going to beat Tennessee... They have Tennessee at seven and five. They it's Pittsburgh and Kentucky higher, and that's what it is. Or could it be just you got to prove it, Tennessee? Can it be both? Yeah, I think it can be both. I mean, obviously, if you're seven and five and you're sitting outside the coaches, you're sitting outside of the uh, the AP, then you know that record indicates that Kentucky probably gets the best of you, and maybe even Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's top twenty team according to both polls. They came in seventeenth. The coaches, I believe, as well, right? Uh, looking overall, you have the coaches poll. Pittsburgh's at 16, and you have Pittsburgh at 17 yeah. in yesterday's eight people. And I think Kentucky was 21, right? In the no, uh, yeah, Kentucky was 21 in the coaches poll. They're 20 in the AP poll. So just to give you guys a heads up, real quick, the same 25 teams, but one made the AP poll. The only difference between the teams between the coaches poll and the AP poll. Texas was ranked 18th in the coaches poll with one first place vote. They did not make the AP top 25. That distinction went to BYU. I do wonder if the first place vote kicked them up to 18. They would have been in other receiving votes without the first place. vote. Bingo. And for those of you wondering BYU, they would not have cracked that top 25, but will we have 24 teams that are sharing rankings between the AP and the coaches? So so not a lot of difference. Do you think that's mimicking or do you think people actually believe this? I think they actually believe this. There's going to be a lot of people proven wrong this year, not just from Tennessee, but many programs at the top of the poll. You look at Bama one, Ohio state two, Georgia three, Clemson four. I don't have a problem with that. Um, Notre Dame at five, same top five, by the way. So yeah, Good luck. Uh, Notre Dame at five, Texas A&M at six. Good luck. Utah at seven, Michigan at eight, Oklahoma nine, Baylor at 10. Uh, you still high on Utah? Remember yeah, you and I, I talked about I them am. being the team that could crack the playoff for the if Pac-12. There's a, if there's a first-time team that cracks the playoff this year, I think Utah's the most likely. We've had 13 different programs make the college football playoff. If To Will's point, if there is a 14th, him and I are on the same page, it'll be the Utes. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Do we know who's starting a quarterback for Texas A&M? Has that been <clears> announced? Haynes King right now is, I've been told that he is behind the eight ball. It has not been announced, but apparently Haynes King is not Ooh. the leader. Okay. Right I, yeah, I'm old enough to remember when everybody told me at the beginning of the last season that I he was the that. second hey, cousin. So did I. I did right here. Uh, yeah, right. Well, I was talking about the other people that work, uh, but, but I, I forgot that you guys did as well. Honestly, I wouldn't ripped you on the air if I remembered that you guys also said that. <laughs> well, we got to hold each other accountable, right? That's exactly what we do here on TSL. <laughs> Uh, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of, sh- they've got the, oh, what, what's the kid's name? Max Johnson, right? Is that, that's who, him. who left Max yeah. Johnson was the yeah. one who left and him coming in. Yes. Yeah. So Max Johnson will probably get the start down there. I, I, I don't see A&M at six whatsoever. Michigan's going to take a step back, but probably finishes the top 11 team or something. I mean, they're not making the college football playoff again, but that doesn't mean you can't be a top 10 team. I guess I Notre Dame's too high, but I, I, I can't disagree with the top four. Uh, Haynes King, I think ends up taking that job. Before it's all said and done, but Max Johnson, look, you just, he's a bigger guy, taller guy. You can look over that big line of scrimmage they have. I can understand why Max Johnson is getting the job, right? At least out of the gate. 
Haynes King's going to show that he's healthy right now. Uh, but will still not buying stock into Texas A&M. Do we, is Texas A&M kind of in a Tennessee position where you're not going to take them serious until they can prove yeah, it no, back to back years? Yeah, it's a higher level of what Tennessee is. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't believe it. For sure. I, I'm literally going to have to lay eyes on Jimbo, get that done again, to believe that Jimbo's capable of getting that done again. Fair. Uh, are you guys okay with where they have Arkansas, where they have Kentucky, where they have some of these I, ranked SEC teams? Because I, I believe Tennessee's better than both those programs. Look, I, I actually think that Kentucky's going to be ranked this year. <clears throat> I think Kentucky's going to be eight and four. I think the winner of the Tennessee Kentucky game is going to be nine and three, and the loser of the Tennessee Kentucky game is going to be eight and four. And I think both teams will be ranked at the end of the season. So I don't have a problem with Kentucky being ranked there. Um, I get Pitt. I don't think Pitt's going to be ranked at the end of the season. I wonder about Arkansas if we're not looking at a step back. Tough schedule. Very tough schedule for them this year. And they, they lived dangerously last year at times. Yeah. And, but now those close games, because what, what Arkansas does well and what Pittman does well is their dudes just go win that one-on-one battle. That me versus you all over the field, you watch Arkansas win that. And so, and then the, Kendall Bryles is a great offensive coach. Uh, I don't know if he needs to be coaching football at this point at a college level, but Kendall Bryles is a, Bryles is a great offensive coach. And if you can block, tackle, and you got a great offensive game plan, you're going to win some games. Six SEC teams. The one we haven't brought up yet, and it has to be just because of the ease of their schedule. Jackson, Dart, and Ole Miss. Ole Miss, right? They're going to coast their way to an 8-4 and four victory, right? Or 8-4 and four season, right? I think so, because that schedule is really, really easy for them. Yeah, well, I, I would agree. That schedule is super easy. You lose a ton of talent. You lose both play. I understand you have Lane, but you lose both play callers. I still think they're getting a little overhyped going into the season, but I can see <clears> them you know, easily getting eight wins where they – you know, miss a, uh, lose out on a couple other close games. Well, but their but their non conferences: Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa. Yeah, they're winning exactly. all four of those. <laughs> they get they, they get Vanderbilt. Well, you think Georgia Tech's beating them this year? Don't sleep on Troy, boys. Uh, they're going to win the Sun Belt this year. Oh, maybe so. I think I think Ole Miss is going to beat them. Okay, oh, wait, wait, stop. What? Say yeah, Ole Miss is going to beat them by two touchdowns. I agree with that. You're giving me 14 in Troy. Yes, thank you. Breakfast bet. They're going to beat Vanderbilt. I so I mean so you're kind of built into five wins as it is. Yeah. Can you can you beat three teams with a pulse? Can, can you beat a Mississippi State? Can you beat a an Arkansas potentially? Yes, um, and you don't have to beat all of them. Can you beat an LSU? Auburn, you know yeah. that an Auburn, Auburn team yeah, that wants Auburn, to quit. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean. So you can lose to Alabama, you can lose to A and M, you can lose to Arkansas, still finish with a win. Absolutely. So that that's why I look at it and just say this looks like eight and four all day to me. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you want to play the game? Will, does this look like an opportunity to score five-finger death punch tickets, win them before you can buy them? You can win them before you can buy them. It's five-finger death punch Brantley Gilbert at Thompson Bowling mm-hmm. Arena. They go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you can you have a chance to win them right now at 656-9900. Hey, remember that old commercial with the kid warming his arm up, talking to Cam Newton about how he's about to take his job? Yeah. That's what I need Eric Kane doing right now before he spins that wheel. Just loosening up my arm. It's next on the starting lineup, 99.1. You're listening to These Sports Animal. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more.